a fucking blanco negro and a, and a damn I don't know. Como esta? Pinto bean. <laughs> okay. See. We're starting out in Spanish, Espanol for you guys. Hola, como estas? Muy bien. Me too. Uh, How are you going to speak for the other person? Yeah. I'm speaking for myself. I'm talking to myself. <laughs> All right. What, what Spanish do you know, Jason? Go ahead. I just I did the extent of it. Okay. I worked at Wendy's back in the day. And uh, in Ohio, there's a lot of Hispanics that work at Wendy's. So whenever I had Spanish homework, they'd always take it out of my backpack and then make fun <laughs> of how dumb Americans are as they're doing my homework. So I never actually learned Spanish because they did my homework for me. <laughs> It was great. I got good. What up, Deadpool? I mean, sorry, sorry, sorry. Hola, Deadpool. Como estas? What's up, Deadpool? Think of a new setup, bro. Nice new camera. Doing a little Spanish tonight. All right, Chris, say something in Spanish. Tu madre sucia es un puta. My mother is not a bitch. (laughs) I said your dirty mother is a bitch. Mm -hmm. That's terrible. Es un puta sucia. Dirty bitch. I'm that's, best that's the extent of mine, and I got a 97 on my regions. You know whose mom is a bitch? Jason Voorhees. I know whose mom's not a bitch. Jason Nic- Voorhees. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to talk about his mother. I have no beef with him. It's just him. I, 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 she brought that man I, into this world. Exactly. I wouldn't think that world's low. gracious gift. We should be praising Nicholas Cage's mother. He should be studied by the aliens. Everybody makes mistakes, you know. It happens. <laughs> talk to him more like him. Everybody forgets to pull out every once in a while. Yep. Yep. Whew. <laughs> really just got quick, awkward. Uh, Quiet. No, I was gonna say let's uh let's dive into Vengeance One reviews because we didn't give our reviews last week. <laughs> we forgot. Uh, so one. Oh, hold on. I have said before that the Vengeance movies are some of my favorite fan films, period, of any type of fan film. It's up there with the Mortal Kombat fucking Machima one, Legacy. It's up there with some of the Assassin's Creed's and some of the Dragon Ball Z ones. I gave seven, a seven and a half. Seven and a half? Mm Mm-hmm. What about you for Vengeance 1? I would give this one an eight. Uh, I, I like <coughs> Vengeance one a lot. Uh, like I said, Friday the 13th, six is my favorite. And this is a continuation of that. So they've already got me. They've already got my money. I wish that I could give them more money. <laughs> I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can, which I want to get these. I want to get these on Blu-ray Vengeance one and two, because I do mm-hmm. not have these. So, uh, let a brother know where he can get these, please, because I need these. I do. And I'm going to give this one. I'm with you as far as part one goes. I'm going to give it an eight as well. Just, I mean, we we, we we already said why on the previous episodes. If you guys didn't see that, go check out the previous episode. Just forgot to do the ratings. <laughs> we are just so into it, plus with the interview part. So it was just, yeah, we just did them now. But, um, oh, Chris, yeah, you're saying that these are some of your favorites, yep, from a lot of the fan films, which I know there's some we didn't get to yet, which we will be getting to, which are some great ones. But 
this being your one of your favorites, like across the board, a fan film, mm-hmm. these two films, I should say. That's that's saying a lot. It is, and it comes down to the same thing, like we've been talking about, because we had we were fortunate enough to have uh, Jason and Pete here, so we not only got some of that back understanding from like how it went for them to do it. But then we got to see the thought process behind it and the care and the passion they had behind it and the details that they kept, you know, the, the little Easter eggs and nuggets of the fans that so much so that sometimes you got to go back and you got to realize just how many there are there. And then this one, this one takes it up such more, so so much more in, in, in terms of quality fit finish, um, there's so many things that I just loved about this and it left me craving for more. So I do hope that their plans that they have and the things they're trying to do come to fruition. I hope that they end up getting, you know, a huge backer, somebody who can let them literally show the care and love that they did to these for themselves and for their fans to literally do it right for the actual franchise and the oh, fandom yeah. Oh, yeah. of the franchise because they will do an amazing job with the right people and the right money with them. Yes, yes. And just really quick, speaking of Easter eggs, I actually jotted some of them down. Well, typed them down, I guess you would say, on my phone. They're not all in order, but, like, I was thinking of them, thinking of them, thinking of them, and I'm like, I better put these down somewhere. I didn't have a pen and a paper near me. I was like, let me grab my phone before I forget them. So it's more of like a paying homage list, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. I believe that Deadpool. I don't think it would have been in this. I didn't even bother to Google because I didn't want to see what came up. But I one thousand percent Icelandic penis museum. I, I actually, I. It's funny because I had uh, seen myself in my head playing this out earlier as I was watching the movie and got towards the end of it. When you, I was waiting for the moment for you to ask me because honestly, I just wanted to do this. Yeah, that's what I wanted to do right there. I wanted to stand up. I just wanted to stand up and clap for them because this it was fucking good. Yeah, it you was. You made me nervous standing up right when we we're talking about penises. I can't. Penis museum. I didn't even hear you guys talk about he's penises. Like, I'm he's sorry. Like, oh, penis museum. I've just been wanting to do this on live. <laughs> <laughs> no, right here, Dadpool's comment. Did you know there's really an Icelandic penis museum? No, no, I didn't. 200 yeah. on display. Uh, so it's all ice sculptures of dick? When they yep. mentioned that in this movie, I, I didn't doubt it. I'm like, that's probably a real thing. I'm not going to Google it. I'm nope, I'll just take your word for it. Take your word for it. That's all. The rest is none of my business. That's not, <laughs> that's you know, we don't need to be so damn nosy. <laughs> oh, but anyway, so with the Easter eggs, yeah, which is why I really, really enjoyed this film and why I'm going to give the rating I give it when I give it. But from Friday the 13th Part 2, we had the Sackhead Jason. Mm-hmm. From Part 6, we had the R- We had the RV. There were some kills in the RV. Yes, we didn't see them, but I was just yep. paying homage to Part 6, of course. Also, the Gravekeeper, when Tommy Jarvis says, um, Jason's not in the grave, and the old dude says, do you think I'm a farthead? When the guy says his uncle so-and-so used to call him a farthead, mm-hmm. his uncle Martin, that was from Part 6. The guitar kill in part eight, Pamela's head, the original, and then hung with the arrows, the original, mm. final destination with the traffic jam, and then the kills. Mm. But of course, it was different types of kills, but it was the kills. You have the Evil Dead book, of course, again, the Necronomicon. 
Mortal Kombat Heart Pull. And then Friday the 13th, part three, the 3D letters at the end. Okay. And then Darcy Moss was in part five, I believe. She wasn't in five, she was in six. But at least she was in part five. And the Necronomicon was also in Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah. Yes. I got one. Haddonfield mentioned again. Yep. I like that. Yep. Lupin and Jason, which, you know, we learned about because of, or Lupin and Myers because we learned in Rose Blood. I was going to say, does that kind of tie it with it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it does. Peter just messaged me, said it'll be on in about 10 minutes. Nice. I'm pretty sure it does. We're going to be able to ask him. I wonder if there's uh, grand plans for, like the, for this. Maybe maybe not so much now because of all the stuff they had to go through making all these. And but um, like, I wonder if there was plans to like incorporate some of the Haddonfield references and some of the other references they had into a third movie. I mean, Rose Blood had blatant. It was it was yeah. there. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? So, it's but like, let's uh, really quick. Let's just jump into the ratings now, so we don't forget again. Because I know how deep we're going to get into this. So. Okay, going around, pull you guys up again. Start off to do Jason. Just ratings, no reason. Then we can dive into the reasons right after. Uh, eight. Eight? Yep. Go ahead and say it. That's how you fucking do it, boys and girls. That's how you make a fucking movie. That's how you make a movie that's dedicated to the fandom and dedicated to the story and the characters that you love and you show your love and passion. Fucking nine all day. It was clear. The cinematography was good. The lenses they chose, the lighting, the way they got certain shots. Fucking right. All right. Everything he said, honestly, but the rating's going to be different. Of course it is. The rating is going to be an 11. A 10. Nice. And a huge reason, not only because the movie was so dope, but what also helped make this movie dope was <laughs> all the fucking Easter eggs they had in this movie. Mm-hmm. And which means, of course, it gets, again, shout out to Dadpool for creating this for me. Nice. The Sir Sturdy stamp of approval for sure. As a matter of fact, I'm going to say part one also gets this same stamp. Let's just double stamp them. Because these two are some dope, dope, dope films. And I highly, highly recommend them. I highly recommend them, guys. Like these, these are deserved, even if you wanted to. Um, which, real quick. Yes. Yes. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I didn't realize I was still up on you, guys. I'm sorry. I apologize. I was no, you're good. About it. Yes. The TCM with the bus. Yes. Which makes me want to go back. I know we reviewed that earlier this year. Like, in, Actually, the month that came out, January, February, which yep. I do want to get on like, after this whole thing and after the next thing. I think that's something I want to start doing. But for movies that drop to streaming, just start reviewing those like either that Tuesday right or away. Thursday. I would, I'll say that Tuesday or Thursday if there's no indie stuff going on. But if not, then definitely that Tuesday. Definitely that Tuesday. Just to kind of get them in there because it was fun doing that like when the conversation was going. But anyway, back to this, though, like again with the Easter eggs and it was just like. It was thrown in there to the point where it was just, it was like they wanted you to see it, but again, you had to be a fan of the franchise. And as someone who had to watch it quite a few times and just see certain things, you're just like, oh, wow. And then other horror movies in general, which I just always think is cool when they, again, like we said before, when they do that and it continued with the story well. 
it's the kills were fucking awesome again. Mm-hmm. The fights were awesome again. And I, I, that's why I gave it a 10. That's why I gave it the stamp, guys. Like, I, I just really freaking enjoyed this movie. And it made me want to see a third one. Mm-hmm. It made me want to see a third one. Yes, he was, Dad Pool. I wish I had the comments so I could see him on my screen. <laughs> yeah, and that see, and I think that's the thing too, is it would pull him in for you. Wait, you can't see him on if you're on the restream screen, you should be able to see him. Not when you go full screen. Ah, ah. Yeah. Vengeance 2 is definitely a really fun movie. <coughs> Same here, man. Bro, this this thing Savage Beast. Absolutely, and that that plays into it. But just the clarity in this video, they chose, they did so much detail work on things to choose how to get the lighting for certain shots right, like the lenses they chose. Like I can see it. Like I know they fucking like the amount of fucking work and and then the in post, whoever did their fucking color grading and their editing and their chop, like bro. Mm-hmm. The from from an impact of a kill to a scene looking at something else like a beer case falling to the blood to him killing somebody else like it the pace was perfect and every scene looked like it was all done together and it's fuck they did a great job making it seem like there's no editing issues there's no color grading issues everything is so crisp so clean and that plays into it because they're so well making it campy as well but making it brutal and visceral and also jason and then you having this music that they had to help complement it in all these different scenes and give that driving force behind the emotion or the suspense or the the visceralness of his kill they did a great job they did a fucking phenomenal job with this okay. yeah i really liked i liked uh they tommy jarvis came in at the right moment too perfect 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 fucking moment. And then I just had to pull this up because look how good that mask is, man. Mm-hmm. Look how good that fucking mask is. That's really close to part. That's part six. That's fucking part six, if you ask me. That's awesome. Hmm. Yeah, That's I love awesome. the bag over the head element, too. Yes. That made me so happy. Yes. Yes. They just, again. They, they set out the- to do something and they nailed it. They did the fans a service. And that's why I think it should be on. I mean, I get why, in a sense, why it can bother you with the whole fan film. But I think I can see why it can be an honor as well. Because it's like, this is what we actually want to see. Mm -hmm. You gave it to us. Yeah, I don't understand that mentality and, and, you know, saying, oh, it's just a fan film. Yes, most of them are lower quality. But yes, as long as the context is good, the writing is good, or the people in it are good, it really doesn't matter if you have a fucking clear camera or not. As long yeah. as you can see it and get the story across, and if it's a good story and things are good with pacing, your sound is all right. Yeah, it, that's it's gonna compensate for itself. Good is always gonna be good. And on top of that, on top of that, a lot of times when they're that good, to where it's like it's literally just a finance thing. That's when they do the Indiegogo, so where they can get the better equipment, or they do what they got to do, or make money, or how they got to make money to get that better equipment, and then you see them with that better equipment telling that same story. Mm. And you're like, oh, shit. You know, on the one opposite end, you... Sorry, Jay. One of the things I like about this movie and Rose Blood, too, is um, a lot of the horror movies in the 80s sequels, they didn't have a lot of continuity. 
Mm-hmm. So the fact that we have Friday the 13th, 4 through 6, Vengeance, Vengeance 2, and now we have continuity with 7, connecting mm-hmm. it to all these other movies. Because 7, 8, 9, and Jason and Jason X, there is no continuity between those four movies at all, except for, you know, Kane Hodder's playing Jason. But thanks to uh, Roseblood, we now have some continuity between those four movies. And mm-hmm. that's what I like about these fan films is it's creating continuity like the biggest continuity issues nightmare on elm street i hope people make some fan films connecting that but like i really dug these films because they just continued the continuity that's why mm-hmm. the jason or the tommy jarvis story was always my favorite because it's the only continuity we had in those movies yeah yeah the cameos were perfect and this as well tamara glenn from halloween referencing haddonfield darcy yeah. from the last drive-in loved it yeah. Is is my is my TV? Yeah, screaming? you're glitching. What the fuck, guy? Uh, I just took off. I had I had this other camera. Where is it? This thing is like five hundred dollars. This thing, right? I had it on last time we we're on, and it was so like crappy and uh, pixelated. My buddy's like, "Oh, you got to mess with the Seven light." Stuff, yeah. Let me um, I don't know. Maybe back off. Let me log out, and I'll log back in. Let me try okay. that. I can just All put you right, backstage. Right. You don't even have to log out. I can just do this. But yeah, I, I I love that we're creating continuity with these movies, mm-hmm. and I really hope that some fans can do that with Nightmare on Elm Street because that'd make me so happy. There, and, now listen, there is yep. some fan films. There are some decent out ones. there, and you know what, guys, I got a surprise that's coming out. This one, I'm gonna let you guys know. I'm not letting you guys know what's coming out next, but um, like when we get back to the wheels, I did find some fan films over on YouTube that I'm throwing together. So from there on out. As long as we can keep this fan film and indie fi- wheel full, Thursdays are going to be strictly like indie. Indie Thursdays going to be strictly indie. I'm telling you right now, if you do not invite me on for the Dylan <laughs> Nightmare fan film, I will scream. <laughs> well, Jason, I tell you this all the time: the door is always open for you, my friend. Good, I'll be there. There you go. I want a sequel to Nightmare on Elm Street too. Okay, I'm taking us down a rabbit hole, but uh, yes, no, I I love Vengeance because it continued my favorite stories. And that's that's literally the point he made, and I think is like where why it works so well, and they did so good with the details because they were filling the holes. You know what I mean? They, yeah. And they, they, it's already there. The universe is there, but they said, "Hey, let's elaborate on this. Let's expand it, and let's build it all together, and bring it all in, and make it all part of it." So there's, it, it, you can't deny that this is a goddamn F thirteen. <laughs> so Aaron, and- I- oh. oh, thanks, man. Thank you. That means a lot. Aaron, just so you know, I jumped out and went on StreamYard, and I'm fine. That's odd. I took the USB out, put it back in. I went on StreamYard. It was fine, but I just messed with it anyways. I mean, I am in a USB hub, but so was the other camera. Yes, the other day. So I don't know. What if you switch cameras? Well, the other I did switch cameras. The other cameras, did you see how bad I was the other day? I don't remember, to be honest. Oh, it was just, in, I don't, you have no idea, bro, how mad I get. I pay, in, let's say you're going to buy something and it's $200 and that's what works. I'll buy the $1,000 one. And the reason why I'll buy it, because I don't want this fucking shit to happen. <laughs> I want no excuses, because no matter what, it's my fault. That's how I see things in life. And here we are. And the other one didn't work. And now this fucking thing's, good. but I went on StreamYard and I went on another one and, and it OBS and it didn't do it. It's weird. Yeah. 
Um, let me let me try one more time. Hold on. Let me maybe I'll switch yeah. back to the shit camera. Even though it's the more expensive one. <laughs> kick kick me out for a second. Yep. That's awesome, uh, Dadpool. You're gonna have to uh, message me at Three Geeks J and uh, hit Get, me you up know what, Dadpool? Please. Drop that right in the um, mm-hmm. horror search thirty group when you get a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds good. Jason's but, uh, over there trying to keep secrets from me. <laughs> let's put it out there so we can all see it. Um, I um, yeah, I like this movie a lot especially he, he wasn't lying when he said the second half of this movie just runs mm. and i want to see more elias Voorhees. i hope that the the crystal lake show touches on him a little bit since it is a quote-unquote a prequel hmm. yeah i mean i don't know i didn't care <laughs> <laughs> you didn't care. No, the Elias thing, like it was like a different direction because you know we're used to the mom situation and everybody. I'm sure at some point was always like, well, "What happened to the dad? Who knows? He was in a car accident, he fucking died. He got drunk one night, never came back home. He went for milk. Who fucking cares? Jason still drowned. He comes back. He kills because his mom dies. We don't need to know about the dad. I'm not mad about it though. I thought it was pretty cool how they added them in. Yeah, no, I'm not mad that they did. It just gives you a whole nother thing, like I said. But yeah, it just wasn't something I absolutely needed in my life. It was just, I'm just now glad that they did it because now it just gave me something else. Hmm. Hmm. Something you didn't know you might have wanted. Maybe yeah, not exactly. Wanted. You're just like, oh, yep. shit. exactly. Wow. There's a lot of things I want now after watching these movies. <laughs> These last three movies is I want a Halloween Friday the Thirteenth crossover. They do have I seen one on YouTube, which I'm gonna have to bring that out. You know, we'll, we'll bring that out. Bring that like make out. a movie called Halloween the Thirteenth. I don't even bring Michael Myers. Just have Jason Voorhees portrait of the people of Haddonfield. Like on the one year, on one certain time that it was Friday the Thirteenth, or well, no, and it can't my- be Halloween on Friday the Thirteenth. Never mind. Halloween the stupidest 13. thing I ever said. <laughs> Jason terrorizes Haddonfield. No Michael Myers. Let Jason destroy that town. Bring back uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Let's go. See, what happened was because the MCU's timeline rift and shit, Michael ended up in a Friday the 13th fucking realm, and <laughs> he was mad that it wasn't him that was the evil one killing, and it didn't Thank happen on sir. Halloween. It was the reverse, so he goes after Jason of that Timeless. Boom. Thank, Thank you, sir. And my wife posted the group. If you are not in the Horror Research 30 group, go ahead and jump on in. Yeah, yeah. But man, this this shit was just awesome. <laughs> this shit was just awesome. Like, and this made this, these movies, I'll say these past, well, because I've seen all four of them now. These past four movies made is what made me really push the whole. Fuck it. Call it October the 13th. Mm. There you go. What's good, Matt? If you're free, I know you've seen Vengeance 2 probably like 47 times. I can easily send you a link. You let me know. <laughs> I really had fun with this. I really did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they just... <coughs> they did more than you expected. They did more I- than you expected. And 
I'll be honest with you. I think I think I was a little by the end of this one, I was a little bit more excited and a little bit more like yes than I'm trying to think if I recall being that excited to watch any of the actual original franchise. Now, don't get me wrong, I like the original franchise and it's classic, mm-hmm. but I don't ever remember me being hyped. Like, and the pace of those kills and everything that was happening. Like I was glued and I was like, oh shit. Oh shit. I was like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Like I really had a good time with it. There you go. You got to just turn down your, your 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 brightness a little bit. Bring up your contrast slightly. Oh, so so this five hundred dollar camera doesn't fucking have that. And no, that's you... what I said to my boy. He goes, "Oh, you got to download this program. Go in OBS, set the settings through OBS, then download yeah. this program again. Then when you go live, it has this." I'm like, "Yeah, right." Now I couldn't get back on because this five hundred dollar mouse and keyboard that's brand new doesn't fucking work. And every like five minutes, it shuts off. And we don't know why. We, we can't figure it out. So, bro, I'm about to punch every mother one of you motherfuckers through the goddamn TV for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm okay now. But I just want to say thanks so much for what I'm hearing. You guys really love it, and you're saying canon and stuff. So did you did you talk to Brooks? Should I grab him? Uh, I sent him the link. I talked okay. to him a little bit. Well, I actually didn't talk to him too much earlier. I didn't send him the link. I don't know if he's busy or not, but. Did anyone catch the Wilhelm scream? No. Mm-mm. I did not. I did not. So where did, where did we leave off? Matt said he loved Rose blood. Do you have a light on in front of you, uh, Jason? Peter? Um, oh, I'm sorry, Peter. Yeah. No, just the computer monitor. Okay. And it's pretty dark in here. Yeah. It just yeah. looks super light. See, like, if I go like that, that's really how dark it is in my room. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah the it has, ISO like, its own little light is, thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Adjust it down a little bit or anything or no? Say again? Can you adjust that down a little bit or no? There's no adjusting on the camera. (laughs) Zero. On this other one there was. On the little shit one that doesn't work on this thing. (laughs) Bro, I tell you, it just drives me crazy. Let me see if I can get Brooks. Um, So, sorry, where did we leave off? You guys watched the movie last night or the night before? I I literally just got done right before I hit fucking live. I couldn't wait. I watched it yesterday. What did uh, so, Jason? What, what did, give me? Give me like a one through ten. I, I I think it's way better than one. What do you think? I would say I give it about an eight. I uh, I was just ta- telling the guys like you said continuity. And one of the things I like about this and Roseblood is especially Roseblood. Jason Friday the Thirteenth, seven, eight, nine, and ten have no continuity between the movie except for Kane. You created continuity between those movies by connecting them. And I really, really like that. And with Vengeance, I like the fact that he continued. The, the only continuity we really had in Friday the 13th which was Tommy Jarvis. I'm glad that we got to see that all the way through. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm really digging these fan films. Thanks. And I hate calling them that. <laughs> I love when people say that. Yeah, There he is. What's Hello, up? Sir. Hello. Hello. Sorry, a little bit late. We got caught up. We have a... Our uh, first makeup line launch just happened, so it was a little bit chaotic, but yeah. Congratulations. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, is the the Rosebud thing still in there, Jason? Uh, That one's not released yet. Okay. All right. Coming. All right. Um, These guys were, I mean, they can go on, but they were saying that they love the, that it's basically canon. They love the continuity. And uh, Jason Taylor just said he liked it better than one. Correct, Jason? Um, Yeah, I did. Oh, thank you so much. Especially really like the that. like you said, 
the last 45 minutes or so, it's balls to the wall. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it is the halfway mark and it just runs. Th thank you for letting me know about the Penis Museum. <laughs> <laughs> I did not Google after to find out if it was a real thing. I didn't care, but somebody in our chat did say it was real. It what, is, he, it's... What, what he did do was play in a trick. He already got his tickets. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Right. With him. A lot of people said that. A lot of people said they, uh, they're going to go out just to go see it. Go, you know, it's an excuse to go to Iceland. So, but yeah. imagine that somebody's in the museum. I know this dick. Right? <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. What about worst damn? What'd you think? I, I think this is like a swan song of movie making from your guys's perspective, like the attention to detail. I was going on about the lighting, the choice and framing of the fucking scenes i was talking about the music you use the post-production it fucking blew my mind how detail-oriented it was and how great this is and there's some movies that are big blockbuster movies that are kind of on par with the, the like final cut that you got out of this thing and i was just telling them also the last thing i said was i now am trying to think back and i don't remember watching any of the original franchise and being hyped as i'm watching it <laughs> I fucking love this part too. I fucking love this part too. Like I stood up, I clapped. Like I was, I could not wait for Sturdy to ask me the fucking question. Cause when it comes to film photography, audio, when it comes to like cinematography and framing things and trying to get the best shot, I can just know, I, I can appreciate it. I know how hard that is. And I know it takes certain people with patience and the time on their hands to do it. And chef's kiss to it. Oh, Jason, I got to ask you real quick before we get the Sturdy did you uh, i know that you said it'd probably be a little while before you make another film like this but when you were making one and two like in the back of your mind did you have an idea for a halloween crossover no okay. i mean we we entertained a couple of you know we want to put some easter eggs in and do a couple things but you know we wanted to in the end kind of stay true to the sourcemanship of what we're actually doing here and uh, being a sequel to part six not introduced to we were already introducing um the book of the dead you know, and a couple other elements of, you know, Elias Voorhees. So we don't want to just shotgun approach and throw everything into the sink, you know? So um, it, but having, you know, Tamara Glenn on in part two from Halloween five, it's, I want to make some kind of call out. She, she chose to wear the red shirt to pay homage to her, her character mm -hmm. from Halloween five. Um, and then hmm. I didn't want to go too far. So we just put the Haddonfield comment in there just because if you know, you know, you know, and yeah. if you don't, then it's not, we're not shoving it in your face. I, I like to go all the way shoving it in your face. Yeah. <laughs> Jason's more subtle than me. Yeah. <clears throat> Although the, the Elias taking Jason out of the lake is, is ballsy. I mm -hmm. love it. Yeah. I mean, there's a big gap, right? And, you know, Jason drowned, the body was never found. Why? But yet here he is alive and having Elias go and find his body and bring him back. You know, it's almost like Pet Cemetery. I, I think that gap helps it, though, because, again, like you're saying, there's, you don't know. There's nothing in between. Now you put that in between, and people are just like, okay, cool. They either accept yeah. it or they don't. But I'm like, why wouldn't you accept it? Because nothing happened. At least something's happening, mm -hmm. and it's tying into the movie. It would be different, like, if you just showed that happened and didn't explain it at all. Just left. <laughs> just put that there. Some dude put Jason on the beach that just left. And right. they're like, what the fuck was that? And I believe <laughs> it, too, because... I believe that it wasn't Pamela that pulled him out of the lake. Like that makes sense because mm -hmm. in one, she definitely was very upset that he was no longer there. So 
And it gives Elias some relevancy and some um, tie into a Jason's story and the history of everything and, and purpose too. Mm-hmm. And how he's not super old. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. And then, the, you know, Elias having multiple death certificates. So, you know, he's been playing with this whole <laughs> book of the dead thing for a while. So yep. mm-hmm. um, some more to it. The sins of our father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely added more in for me. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. The Easter egg just did so much because I was—I was just catch. I was like, "Oh shit, I'm actually catching them all this time." I was catching them, and then I'm like, "Wow!" And then they make it tie. As well as you guys made everything tie in, and we were talking about the mask earlier. How how well that mask looks. I was like, "This this movie's a ten. This was just too good." Oh, dude, thank you so and much. Thanks. As as the movie's going off, when it shows that last scene, I'm like, oh, "I wish it was a fucking part three. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was a part three. Even if part three is the one to just wrap it up. But, yeah, that's pretty wrapped up, you know. Put a nice bow on it. I was I, still I was still waiting for the hand to come up. Oh yeah. Waiting for I the know. hand to come up. We well, we Jason, did have an alternate yeah. ending um that we were gonna put in the you know uh post credit scenes. And it had basically Tom McLaughlin as a gravekeeper walking with a wheelbarrow. It's gonna be in the in the Blu-ray DVD deleted scenes, but um walking with a wheelbarrow and seeing that the grave was dug up already gone. And then he, he looks over and Jason stands up, turns around wearing that new mask from the, the part five concept one. And, uh, and then the dead Pamela Voorhees, you know, contortionist was coming out and puts the hand on the shoulder and like, that's my special boy and cut the black. Oh my God. Yo! <laughs> <laughs> can, can I get some credit for the hand, Jason? You can. can. That's, that's, credit? that's Peter. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and and then he, they shot it. He didn't even tell. Like I wasn't there when they shot the contortionist thing. And then he's like, "Ah, oh, we don't. We didn't work." Or did I agree though? The other ending is way better. But um, I definitely want to see that. Me too. Yeah, and the, the thing is, you know, we had a, a makeup artist who was going to come in full body paint and all this prosthetics and stuff, and then it didn't happen. And so Naomi and I spent like five hours body painting this um, amazing contortionist actress Emma Weber, and. Um, and she sat through the whole thing. We did some out of kit stuff and we got up there. We had the costume, the wardrobe, everything, but then it just looked flat. And you could kind of tell it was like a 20 something young woman, you know, the body, it just didn't have the texture we needed. And we didn't I, have any prosthetics to add to it. So yeah. it was just paint and it didn't, didn't look the way we wanted. So at the end of the day, I was like, I don't want to take away from what we just experienced to get down here and, and blow it with, you know, bad makeup or bad effects that we mm-hmm. we right. just kind of did so oh this is naomi Mitchell miller lead makeup effects special <laughs> effects artist for for the, the movie um, oh shit, really significant other yeah wow so that amazing work thank you amazing thank you. work yep. and jason i'm pretty mad that you had a 20 year old very skinny girl on set <laughs> and you didn't have me come that day because you know me you know i like the skinny ones yeah you, 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 you know <laughs> That was on purpose. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say <laughs> that was probably on purpose. <laughs> like, we got to get this movie out, so yeah, sure yeah. Keith's not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, our entire cast is gorgeous. I think. I yeah, think, you know, everyone's just we got lucky, and a lot of beautiful people. Especially the girls who are now older are amazing for their age. Just amazing. Yeah, Sanaya, yeah. Kelly, they're they're beautiful people. Uh, Ruby, uh, Darcy, Darcy. Mm-hmm. yeah. We got Tamara, all these amazing, amazing women. So, I got a question. What's it like approaching an actress or actor for a nude scene? 
Um, I don't know. Well, Ask him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's the king of that. Yeah, we work a lot with special effects, so we work around that a lot. I used to do a lot of boudoir photography like 20-something years ago as well. Um, so I'm not really – I'm not shy about – I mean, obviously, I'm Louie with my dick out the whole – you know, in, in the museum. So I'm not shy around that stuff. Um, but when you approach an actress, you kind of have to – to know your audience also like have they done it before do you think they'd be comfortable and just kind of a private conversation um way ahead of time um kind of explain like hey you know this particular scene um we we'd also put it in the description when you're casting to say this scene does require nudity um toplessness or full nudity whatever okay. and then you um once they agree and you get them cast you have that secondary conversation to say hey um you know, what, are you willing, you're able, and, um, you know, here's what it is, here's what's going to be, it's going to be a close set, these people will be there, these people won't, um, and all that. But when it comes to, to Diana Prince, for like the morgue scene, we've been friends for a long time, and I was like, hey, you know, do you want to come back on screen, be a naked dead body next to me, we'll both be naked in the morgue together, and that's what it is, and she's like, yeah, I'd love to, so we'll do a bunch of gross makeup on you, because we missed out on doing that with her the first one, so she was looking forward to coming back. Nice. Do that, so. I didn't even get to see her naked because I got these goddamn white contacts in. And Again, I'm blind the whole time. They're walking my hands around. I, I didn't even see any of it. What the fuck? <laughs> How do you rip apart a guy's skull that big? I thought that yeah. was yeah. <laughs> The funny thing is, he, he Marcos me. It's like a FaceTime app one day. He's like, hey, man, can we make fun of your head? I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, go ahead, man. <laughs> Put it in. I just want to give you the respect to, to say, nah, you know, but... Yeah, no, it's all right. You know me; I'll get mad for for not you not asking. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Did you guys know? I don't know if you knew this too. The the little boy that sacked Jason—that's Steve Dash's grandson. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. We got I him on set with, or Jason got him on set with the whole family. Naomi's the one who did the makeup on him for all those hours you were talking about the other day. Yeah. yeah, he was incredible. He said he was like what 15, 16, and he sat through four hours, four or five hours of prosthetic makeup like a champ. Like, he better than some adults, he was just phenomenal. And and that was something I knew I wanted to do. Um, and I didn't know if you guys already covered that before I got on, but I knew I wanted to have him on there. Um, because when I was working with Steve Dash before he passed away at his house, um, he was he loved his grandkids like more than life. And would always talk about them. His, he's very much a family man. And David was his, his Steve's biggest fan. And he was a big vengeance fan. Um, and David was like, I'd love to follow, to follow my grandfather's footsteps, but I'm too short. I'm never going to be that tall. Jason's now or like over six foot tall. Um, and so I'll never have that opportunity. And that just kind of sat with me. It was a little bit sad, like how passionate he was, how much support, how much he loved his grandfather, how much his grand and. So when I was talking about this flashback, I was like, I have to get David to play Jason, to play young Jason, because that's the time he can do it. And that's, that's it'll work. Cool. And so I reached out to his mom, Sandy, and said, hey, uh, here's what I'm thinking. Would, would you guys want to do that? And they were like, oh, my God, that would be incredible. Absolutely. So it it was really amazing. And getting him in that costume, um, we tried to get as accurate as we could, getting the overalls in that sack. And as we did that, um, everyone there, in that mm -hmm. moment, once we put the sack on his head, there was not a dry eye on set. It was a very emotional moment for the family, for the crew. It was a very wonderful moment. His daughter is Sandy. Steve's daughter is Sandy. So Sandy's there with her significant other and then all of us around. And as soon as he puts this, I'm getting goosebumps, bro. As soon as he puts the sack on, 
Sandy starts to cry to remember her father. And then everybody just got like weepy eyed. It, it was, I'm getting goosebumps again, man. It was yeah. like a moment that it, it blow your mind, dude. It was just something you, you knew that Jason did something special, like by bringing mm-hmm. them there, putting him in the sack and paying. And then when he lifts the machete up, holy cow, dude, oh, that man. was like the big, best, one of the best moments of my life. It, when he turned to the camera and you see that eye, and yeah. we all saw Steve's eye in there. And, yeah. yeah oh. That's great, dude. That's awesome. That's, ah. <laughs> like this movie was meant to be, man. This movie was yeah. meant to be. I'm telling you, yeah, it definitely was. It definitely that was like that was like J- um, maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, Jason. But that was like Jason's way of saying thank you to the family yeah. for Steve. It was like an homage. Oh yeah, and and yeah. I also always wanted to have that funeral um, eulogy at the end that was paying tribute to mm-hmm. Steve and to Steve's character. Mm-hmm. So it had this kind of duality where it paid homage to both at the same mm-hmm. time, and then book ends the movie. Because he was such a huge supporter of us in the film, um, it was his last film, and he, um, it was just Steve meant a lot to us. So yeah, uh, he was awesome. Yeah. Also, some amazing acting by Naomi sitting in a chair during the eulogy for about a second. Yeah, yeah <laughs> good job. Yeah, and, I'm in there. And yeah, <laughs> Naomi also played young Jason in a couple scenes when David had to go home. I did. So it, we had to film it on two different days. So I'm actually the one dressed as Elias, putting the sack on David's head. But then when CJ was in town, we didn't have David. So CJ is putting the mask on Naomi. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's cool, too, though. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool, That's too, fun. though. I'll tell you, every time the past few episodes we've had, me and Sturdy will have conversations either after or the next day or something, or I'll text him, like, after the show, it's over. It's, like, 45 minutes later. I'm like man like this is good like this was really good he's like bro i'm telling you i'm true this is so great like all this stuff like you guys did awesome you guys did really oh thank good. you really so i mean it. it means so it, much to us because we, it is a lot of time and work we end up going we need to do something <laughs> we really need to do something we need to create something try something like we gotta shoot not. something you know uh, and i love that means like more to me than almost anything because i'm that way if i see something that i really like a movie or anything like that it inspires me to make something not to copy what they're doing or anything but just it makes me feel creative that's like my biggest compliment i feel for a movie is it made me feel creative and it made me feel like i want to do something so you saying that just that means the world Hey man, I hit my buddy up. I have his seven hundred dollar camera sitting in front of me, and that's why my my shit's so clear right now. So I'm I'm getting ready. The content is about to flow. Nice. I appreciate it. I definitely do because I needed a little kick. I was getting there, but something just wasn't letting me get that final <laughs> off to go. And, and so far, these these last few podcasts have been part of that catalyst. Just just my advice: just do it. Like, yeah, why Jason not? You. Just you're just like I'm gonna do it one day, and you write, and then you call somebody. Hey, do you want to be an actor? You just get that wheel going, yep. and and it'll just go from there. That's it. Momentum. It builds. It's a snowball. Hey, where can I get replicas of the Jason Hood and Mask from Vengeance? Is it available, Marcio? Uh the the yeah the mask, Marcio Charlie. Um, is it Horror Costume Studios? I think so. Nice. Yeah. 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 So he's that the. The mask itself, you can go to fiberglassmasks.com. They're making them. Um, and then, you know, some of the backers who uh, supported the film, they'll, you know, they had them there as well. So I don't think there's anything, any of them left in our current Indiegogo, but. No. Yeah, yeah Deadpool, uh, fiberglassmasks.com. You can get both versions of Rosebud, and you can get several versions of Vengeance 1 and Vengeance 2 
um, on his site. We like worked out a deal with them. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. My son used to make, my son's the one who made uh, like all the stunt masks in the first one. Um, a guy named Brian Hargrave made the original hero. Then my son made all the, the plastic stunt ones after that. And then for Benjus 2, my son made all of those. So wow. he's burned out. He's like, dad, I'm done. I've made like 75 fucking masks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm over it. So yeah, but fiberglass masks can't go wrong there. No, that's so and they're they're super thick. They're fiberglass, like the Roseblood one. I know the what's the original one, Jason? It's plastic sixty two or oh six. There's some name for what the plastic is and all the regular masks. Oh, the ABS you, plastic. Yeah, but there's a number to it. Uh, if you get crazy, but you couldn't have made the Roseblood one with that because if you if you hold the Roseblood one, you could take your fingernail and put it in the crack mm. because it's so thick the fiberglass. But if you did that to a regular mask, you you'd cut it in half. Mm. So. And I, I just all my map like ninety percent of my masks are that guy. They're crazy expensive, but they're yeah. just so good. Yeah, yeah. He does so. So let's say part six had Italian leather with a certain lock, whatever. That's what's on the mask. If it's straps, it's straps. If it's leather with belts, it's the whatever it was is what he does. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a damn good job. Yeah, yeah. I, he's my favorite. Sturdy was just saying before how much he loved this mask and this one. Yeah, yeah. That excellent job, excellent job. Just everything about it again the look, the attitude of Jason. This one definitely more aggressive than in the first one, which I love. And I wanted to have a different look for Jason in this one than Vengeance One and make it a little bit more angry and mean and darker. Mm -hmm. So, I I mean, that's where the fire scene came from was like, well, how can I evolve this costume and do something to it without having a major battle in the front? And I was like, oh, well, just have him kill Paul Taylor pinhead in the fire you know <laughs> and mm. um and then it'll burn and we'll do a cool fire stunt and then um have it burn up the costume make the mask a little bit darker with the soot and so mm. that's okay. how we uh, came up with that and that's another thing uh, we never talk about this but how many fan film jasons do daylight daytime killing like that mm-hmm. not too many because their jason just doesn't look that good but jason's mm-hmm. costume is insane with the tendons mm-hmm. and all the shit going on in there um and, and in the daytime he looks just as scary which is very very hard to do because you can't hide anything yeah yeah oh by the way jason i found the video of the i gotta put it up of you throwing the stop sign yeah, I filmed it with my camera. I don't know if you remember. It was it was on behind the scenes somewhere or something. Someone's like, "Oh, you guys, you got closer and threw the stop sign." I said, "No, he threw it from the hill." Like someone's like, "There's no way he could have done it." I'm like, "I was right there, bro. I seen him throw the stop. Would you throw it like 50, 40 feet, thirty feet?" Well, I mean, that's I, yeah, that's how close the car was. I had to throw it that far, right? Yeah, at least in the air, which is impressive, and you can't yeah. see shit. It was pretty impressive. No, I didn't know that was an issue that people had. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, some guy, he didn't believe that you really did it. I'm like, I'm not lying, dude. I was right there. Really? Through it. Yeah. <laughs> huh. So, How, like, how long did it dude. take you guys to film this one? Uh, this one was 18 days. Yeah. Um, okay. 18 days of principal. Then we had another couple days of. Well, it was like 14 of principal. Oh, okay. And then 18 total. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Something so about like 18. Gotcha. And, and on location, like where where were you? Because some of the scenery and some of these like uh, like the sunrises and the cars driving through the hills with the trees and the way the light was coming through. I'm telling you, like I'm in love with the cinematography on this one. Like I'm. Oh, in love. thank you. Most of that was done on our producer's property, Sean Lutzis. Um, him and his amazing, beautiful family have been kind enough to let us film a lot of stuff and tear their shit up. Nice. Um, and so we've done that. Uh, the, the I mean the church was on his property he built that well that was the original cabin from the first movie 
And then wow. we took that thing and uh, we made it a cabin. Then we also turned it into the, the redneck, you know, stoner house. And mm-hmm. we changed that into something else. And then we went and I was like, mm-hmm. I want something different. So I, I was like, can we just make it a church? And I created a little bit of a design, a blueprint. And Sean's team went and just built that for us. And wow. so um, two, two things on that, too. It was also rose blood wise. It's when the girl gets cut in half. That's in there. Oh, and yeah. when Jason falls through the wall into the vortex. That yeah. was in there. And then we also want to stab Brent Edgett. Yeah, that's true there. But but Jason is just phenomenal. The way he painted it and and dressed it was amazing. And then I think it was your idea, Jason, to get like the colored glass from like like church glass. And then Sean went out and got it and they put it in and they shot a red light through one and a blue through another. And man, that it just looked amazing. Like you were saying, worse damn it. It was just different level. Yeah. It yeah. was all set design. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell that there was a lot of passion put into this movie. It, it wasn't just like we're gonna make a movie and we want a bunch of people to watch it. it was like no we really want you to watch it we want you to sit with you we want it to be in in the same what's the word i'm looking for you know friday the 13th like in that same thing you're, you're watching these, you're binging these canon you're watching these with the originals you're like you know what i'm just gonna watch every single one of them including the vengeance films including and so on and so forth like just i'm gonna watch these fans because they're so good they're so entertaining i want other people to see them as well so i'm gonna watch those and i'm still gonna go back and watch the ones that would get me into watching these in the first place because you know the originals which we all know and love oh yeah and we i mean just being fans we want to see what we want to see and so we have the opportunity to make it there and make it so and all that so um trying to make sure that everything in the sets and all that it, it resemble the originals and have that same sort of feeling like you're back at crystal lake mm-hmm. um whether wherever you're at and i mean the very first thing when tom matthew showed up i was already on set mm-hmm. filming um so i didn't get to greet him as he walked on but they brought him to set in that church and he walked in the very first thing he said to me was wow your production design team is amazing this is incredible this looks so good and and i was like thanks that's just Naomi and I. Just say it's just <laughs> you guys. There. Yeah, yeah, it's just you two. They're on the 4th of July, and we created that, set that up and all that. So, That's um, But it, it just, yeah, it's, a, it's all important, every little bit. Because mm-hmm. if you notice um, if you notice that it doesn't look right, that's bad. If you don't notice anything, that's great. Because then yeah. it, you feel like you're in the experience. That's very true. And, and Jason's, like, humble, too. So he did, if you look at the Mother's Shrine, like where everything is. I mean, that thing is spot on, dude. I know you, you don't see it that great, like at one shot, but he went in, he was Marco and me and Sean, like a FaceTime app. And uh, like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I went to Home Depot, got some foam. I got to do this thing. And then like within an hour or two of him, he made the whole fucking thing and he painted it and had the candles on it and the mother's head and all kinds of shit like that. Just amazing. Just amazing. Yeah, that was that was done really, really well. Again, this this whole movie, again, what the first Dan was saying with the cinematography, just everything about it, just everything about it. Yeah, that was Cody Newton, uh, the director yeah. of photography. He came in. He had an idea. Um, he wanted to shoot Jason with that blue, the blue light to make Jason look very metallic and and like Terminator robot metal was something. But um, he so he did everything there. And then with Elias, everything is orange and fire. And so we had this duality um, all the way up to the end with the fighting and stuff. And so you could always tell with Harry Manfredini's themes um, for Elias or theme for Jason, which I just have to take a moment again and geek out that Harry fucking Manfredini wrote a Friday the 13th Jason theme for my Jason. And he said it was the first Jason theme he's written. 
So um, wow. it's that with the church bells and all that. And it just blew me away. Like, anyway, but <laughs> having that, I don't know. It's just, I just feel so blessed and lucky to have been working with all these amazing people. And pull this I, saw, I saw Harry at the camp, dude. He told me that I'm going to do my rendition of him. I, I, he, he said to say hi. He's like, tell, tell Jason I said hello. I said, okay, I'll, I'll tell him, dude. Right? Doesn't that sound like him? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a oh good dude. God. Jason and him like got drunk at like uh, Seattle Crypticon or something one time, right? He told yeah. me the story. There's a couple, uh, couple pictures of us. That's where, I mean, that was the first time I met Amy Steele and Adrian King. Um, and I was in the, the green room back there, um, hanging out with some people. And then all of a sudden I hear, Hey, Jason, come here. And I look over and it's Adrian King. And I was like, you know, my name. And she's like, of course I do. I, I follow you on social media. And I was like, Oh my God. And so, um, I walked over and she's like, Hey, I want you to meet Harry and Hey, Harry's Jason. And Harry's like, I know who you are. And when are we going to work together? I'm like, now, can we talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. So we just sat there and at the table and just had some laughs and drinks and talked about how hot girls are because he's a ladies man, you know, Bro, and, that's like, him get along. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, um, anyway, we, uh, we were having some drinks. I don't remember what it was, but, uh, then we cheersed and agreed to, uh, to work together on the stuff. And someone was in there. We had a pro photographer taking pictures and I had no idea. And then those surfaced. And so I was really grateful that the moment was captured. That's awesome. That was one of the things that I hit on that. I was like the, the sound, uh, choices when you curate the right, atmosphere with audio and build yeah. tension or give an emotion or shift an emotion oh, it, it just elevates well. so much more and I, I i i was baffled by how much detail there is in this project it takes man. it to a it takes it to a whole new level because there's times where you're watching movies and they'll throw music in at the right time but the wrong music and it just takes away from the whole damn oh thing. yeah i'm over here like this felt like a Friday the 13th film like everything went with it the same uh, audio cues as far as sound effects or the the shifts in the music or the tones in the music that was used for certain characters and then now you're gonna sit here and tell me that literally pretty much the father of horror fucking music pretty much helped you out with this it's fucking <laughs> awesome oh yeah absolutely <laughs> it's, like, think, it's like the synthwave king over here like <laughs> I, I think the culmination of it jason you could jump on it too the i think the best part of the movie where it was the jason looked the best the lighting is the best cody did the best and mm -hmm. then brooks drew in the part six mu music is when Jason came out of the shack, uh, the, sorry, the, the church and he was, and the lightning was hitting like the lightning hit in six and mm -hmm. it was going from sack Jason to part six, Jason and back and forth. If you look at Tommy, his clothes change during that same time. He goes back from six to normal that happening and him walking and the flashes of the light and how we, how they did that. And then Jason mm -hmm. adding that part six da -da -da, when they were standing off from each other, bro, that was like the, that's like the best thing. Our team is, is, is really them. But I mean, as a team, all of us together, all these years have ever done. And I was like, Holy shit. And putting that CJ is so Graham, good. Putting CJ yeah. Graham back in his original Jason costume to fight yeah. Tom Matthews, Tommy Jarvis and his original Tommy Jarvis costume. And having that PTSD flashback and just, I mean, there's like, you know, part of me that was like, man, I really would love to be facing off with, with Tom Matthews right now but, and uh, and doing this. But as a fan, it's way cooler to see CJ and, mm -hmm. and uh, Tom Matthews do that. And so we were all just geeking out and having them stand together. I remember like standing outside that church while we're rehearsing and practicing, getting the lighting set up. And we're just looking at each other like, oh, my God. We are watching history right now. Yeah. 
this is the first time in 30 years. This is what people want to see. And we're here in person. It's, it, it was just an amazing feeling. Um, just incredible. And then watching the cinematography and then Cody getting into that 1980s framing and the lighting to mm -hmm. really get that, that vibe. It, that's the team all come together and firing on all cylinders. I'm yeah. smiling so hard because it is so hard for people to be in the moment of what they're doing in their crafts and appreciate certain things like that until months and months later after the editing process, until the reshoots, until it's yeah. done and it's out. And then you got the response of it. And then you sit back and you reflect. And that might be a year or two later. It's like, but, you know, but for <laughs> you to be able to acknowledge that while you're still doing it and it still come out great and not have it sway you and have it be lesser because you feel like, holy shit, we're doing it or we did it or <clears throat> it just, ah, it just means so much as another creator, man. Oh yeah. You can't help but feel it. Cause you're getting slapped in the face of nostalgia. Like, you're sitting there, <laughs> yeah. like busy as fuck. And you're looking around like, okay, what do you got? We got this going, got like a lighting, we got whatever. And then all <laughs> of a sudden you stop and look and see these two in the lights and you're like, Oh, this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's real. Yeah. yeah. Shit's real. Wake me up. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Back to Cody uh, as the DP, you know, the scene where the truck, uh, the truck dries up and hits Jason, Jason here, sack Jason, he goes rolling. Mm -hmm. Did you know that that truck isn't even on, let alone moving? <laughs> and Cody's like, remember, Jason, said, I'm like, aren't you going to run the truck? You're like, no, no, I got it. I'm like, what do you mean? And the way Cody takes the camera and runs by the side of the car and flips it and swings it. And you think that truck is moving. You yep. think Jason really That's gets hit awful. by that truck and he doesn't, even though he broke his ribs. But well, that was, <laughs> that a, was a different time. That was a different time. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah, was, yeah. After, but yeah, I mean, that was the thing is like he on the right cue, I had to like throw myself on this thing and then fall back Roll. and then yeah and then run and jump and tumble a bunch of times but wow. the broken rib and, and <laughs> kelly man and kelly uh behind scenes um oh my god what's kelly's character's name i always forget it jason uh Angelica. Angelica, Angelica, yeah. I always mix I, them up. So Angelica, like you see her, she's like the nicest, sweetest little girl, right? And she's in there, we're like, okay, you got to get ready. Or Jason's like, you got to get ready for the truck or whatever. She's like, ah, 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 starts going the ape shit in the truck and going, right? And we're like, holy <laughs> shit, she's totally getting into this. Even her stabbing, that stabbing scene, I'm sure Jason has it behind the scene. It's her on a bench with a bowl of blood. And she's just hitting the bowl and blood's coming back up. She was going ape shit on that thing. Yeah, she crazy. was. And, and I yeah. told her, because I wanted that in part one. When she runs and jumps on me and starts stabbing, I wanted that aggressive, like, just pounding and stuff. And it got cut down to, like, two stabs. And I'm like, well, we had her mask was all stabbed up and cut up and everything. It just didn't, I don't know. But I wanted it. So I'm like, I'm going to fucking do it in this movie. And mm -hmm. I told her, um, and on, the, on that one, too, when she stabbed me, she broke the knife on my wow. chest but um but still i wanted her to go harder so i told her on this one like don't hold back i have this is the only time i wore pads was because of the truck you know hitting thing and i was prepared to get hit by a truck so um i had my safety gear on and i was like i still have it on right now just feel that stab step this is like a rubber stunt knife um, with the plastic handle just go for it and um and don't hold back. I want you to take out all your aggression. Just go. And she's like, all right. And she did. She came running at me, tackled me, straddled me, and just started wailing on me. And that's where I broke the other rib. Bro. I dislocated my rib because she was she kind of got on the side and came at an angle and got right under the plate mm. and then hopped my rib so that the at the cartilage it just kind of popped in. But um yeah. And then we put her on the bench for the other angle. 
when he said she straddled him, dude, when you watch it, like when I'm there behind the scenes, bro, she clam stamped him, bro. She just jumped with her legs wide open in the air and just bang, hit him with that and jumped on top of him with ape shit. She was crazy in that. I loved it. Yeah. That was a lot of that. I was like, miss, you know, because I'm attracted to crazy girls. So I was like, I kind of like this, you know. (laughs) No, it was great. I mean, she is a a very talented, athletic, gorgeous woman. And I mean, it good day to be Jason. Hey, man, you got to commit every scene. You got to commit. That's awesome. To to really sell it, you do. And another thing which I didn't bring up, which I am going to bring up, is the emotion that everyone shows on their faces. I love it. Because it's, it's one thing when you try to look scared or sad or la- whatever the scene is. Mm-hmm. If you're not selling it with your facial expressions, it hurts. It can hurt or help a scene if you're not doing it, with your, especially for something that's emotional. And oh, yeah. you guys did great with that. The cast Thank did you. great with that. As far as like looking scared when they need to look scared, looking tough when you need to look tough, and so on and so forth. Oh, I, appreciate, I appreciate stuff like that. I know some people may think it's little things. But I'm like, oh, that, that's a huge scene. I'd rather you fuck up on your line mm-hmm. than fuck up with your facial expression because I wouldn't know about that. But I know what your face looks like. I know what your mm-hmm. body language is when I'm watching the movie. But I wouldn't yeah. know that you messed up on that line until I hear about it. And, you know, in a conversation like this, and then it's like, oh, wow, that's awesome. They messed up on that line. They kept it in the movie. Here's the behind the scenes line, whatever. But that right there is really, really important because, again, it can to me, it can make or break a scene. Thank you. And I mean, these guys can tell you, I've said it many times. I love body language. And so when I, when I'm directing and watching the performance, it's for me, 90% about body language. Um, if you're, if you're looking stiff and rigid or whatever, it doesn't work no matter how well you deliver the line. But, um, yeah. And Kelly with her performance, you feel everything she's feeling. If she's scared, you're feeling scared. If she's sad, you feel sad. And, and I mean, there's a couple of moments in there, like in the boathouse. When, when she when Richie dies and you you know yeah. you have that reaction shot, I went in to go splatter the blood on her face and I hadn't been in there for the first part of the scene. Um, and I came in and saw her like hyperventilating and crying and I was like, are you okay? Like, do, do I need to get someone? I, I thought she was having a real life panic attack. She was like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm just crapping <laughs> for the scene. Oh, wow, Jesus that's awesome. Christ. And then at the end, when Jason's Ooh. about to kill her, like, you know, slam yeah. her down with that Oh, and Sanaya. Telling your sister and Sanaya, yeah. I love you. I love you. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Hmm. And and back back (laughs) to that point, too, Jason. Remember when the cops were there and she first showed up with her sister there and the, and the, the main cop there is messing with her. And she goes, Egh! she made that yeah. weird little stew. That was great. I love that. You know, it's not in the script. I love and then she just did it like that. Yeah. yeah and also yeah. kudos to Jason too. Uh, he, I think he's really, really good at this. He gets no, uh, he doesn't, it doesn't get brought up. I don't say he doesn't get credit for it. His, him writing comedy into these is phenomenal. My, and my favorite line <laughs> is with the stoners and the cops like, we're not here for you and your shitty weed. And he goes, Hey man, we ain't yeah, got no shitty weed. weed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it does those ebb and flows. Like he writes it in really good. That's yeah. I like the roller coaster. I like to bring you up and have you laugh to, to you know fuck you up and make you sad or make you scared or something. He doesn't so. care that you're calling his family degenerates, but if you call him, he has shitty weed. He has a problem with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, there is the, certain things you're like, like, well, they are degenerates and this is not <laughs> shitty weed. <laughs> yeah, right. You gotta yeah. have your pride, right? <laughs> That was good. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, man. <laughs> they, they aren't degenerate. They some good weed, so I'm going to defend this first. 
It's like you yeah. don't know he might have some street cred to represent. You know what I mean? He might have the best yeah. in town. You can't be slandering his <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, no, nah, we don't do that around here. No shittiness here. Mm, nope. <laughs> I do have two quick, quick ads to play. Uh, going like 10- Upstate, a celebration of games and the people who make them, is coming to New York's Tech Valley region. Visit oneupstate.com for more information. And one more. This one's a little longer. Hey, what's up? Peter Anthony here from Peter Anthony Productions. Oh, the wrong, the wrong screen shape. Oh, you're oh. gonna play the fucking uh, uh, cameo? But it's it's wide. It's you got to make it 16 by oh, 9. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't fit. I, I know what to do. I know what to do. Hang on, hang on. Oh, that would have been so great. Dude. That's great. Uh, wait, or it's not. Uh, I won't let me switch it to that thing. I'll get it out there for you guys. Like I got to no entertain for a second. Let me get my balls. I got to juggle. <laughs> that, was, that was a cool surprise, though, to see that. I was about to pull it. I got another idea. I, got one I shot it long way, so it might yeah. not go. Yeah. Because uh, Cameo doesn't let you do the 16 by 9. It only lets you do the up and down. So, Oh, so when you send it, so it sends... Like, yeah, it's four oh. by three or whatever it is. It doesn't let you do 16 by nine. Okay. I, I stood up and clapped for this fucking thing when Sturdy you asked did. me what my, my rating was. I'm not sure if you... you I did. can't remember if I did it again when you were here or not. I'm just being lazy yeah. at this moment, but I, I'm telling you, this is a swan song for any type of filmmaker or creator that just go for it. You know what I mean? And pay attention to the to your passion, stick to your fucking vision, and just go have fun and be true to it. This mm-hmm. is dope. I'm telling you, yeah. man. I'm telling you, you can see it. It comes through. That's the thing that gets me. That that's what makes me so hyped about it. It comes through. Yeah, and you need Jason can tell you too. You need great people around yeah. you. Oh, because no matter how, how great Jason is, he's not he's not the same without Sean. Sean's not the same without Cody. So on and so forth. And we, we've been blessed with like our core crew to just have amazing people who care. But to yeah. also make sure he gets his flowers, we also need to understand that this doesn't happen without him there as well. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah, so yeah. the same way everybody else is needed and involved, he's definitely needed as well. So it, it, this, yeah. it, it one take one cog out of the machine, the whole shit crumbles, right? Exactly. Oh, absolutely. And Guys, Jason, Jason was. Oh, hold on. Here we go. Found the way to do it. <laughs> Look at that man beast right there. I can't believe we're doing this. Hey, we're going to the club tonight. Yeah, I got the pimp shirt on. I got the, I'm got too the ground beef coming shirt. out. The let me know if you guys. Yeah. Let me know yeah. if you guys can hear the sound when I hit. I've been, I've been lifting. Hey, what's up, Peter Anthony here from Peter Anthony Productions. The time yeah. has come. Well, I. <laughs> have jumped on to cameo it's been a while people have been asking i've been getting requests and it's about time to do it now that i've jumped in 100 percent with the movie business i figure let's try it out well what do you get when you do a cameo with peter anthony you can do anything we can do uh gender reveals is it going to be a boy or a girl hmm that's right we do a gender reveal for you breakups uh, i can send a message to your significant other either good or bad hey man i i heard about you and your girl um yeah someone just told me that you and your girl split up and stuff i just wanted to say um fucking awesome bro you don't need her anyways bro forget about her i just gotta hit up from this door right here jen yeah Jenny says she's from the block and everything. Don't worry about the new one, bro. We got some good pastures ahead of us. I would love to do a happy birthday video for anyone from young kids to older kids. Just tell me what to say, and I'll say it. 
Hey, Autumn, this is one. Peter Anthony, director, writer, producer. I just wanted to reach out and say happy Aaron, this birthday, is that part happy two. 19th birthday. Yo, Bobby, man. I said, oh, fuck. I was going to say happy birthday. Happy birthday. I heard it's your 21st birthday. Awesome. Yeah. Have a good time. Shout out from Peter Anthony. I'm in, like, prison right now. They got me for some bullshit again. But I'm going to break out real soon. We got this hole. We're digging this hole right here. I'm going to see you soon. I'm going to see you soon. I gotta go. Happy birthday, bro. Happy birthday. There. Whatever you write, I'll say it. Hey, Karen, <laughs> you stupid fucking twat bitch. Cocksucking <laughs> motherfucking bitch slut. I never want to come anyways. Yeah. Marriages. We, I can give you congratulations on marriages, or I can give you, holy shit, you need to run. Amory, there's still time to get out while you can. You will have fun doing this. Thanks so much for supporting me. Peter Anthony on Cameo. See you soon. I sent that to Brooks before I went live with it. That was fucking hilarious. Oh, man. Dude, that's that's 20 minutes. That's just me running room to room changing outfits. <laughs> yeah. When I first seen that earl I was watch I watched it earlier, I was like, Oh my god, this shit is funny. And that message I was like, yo, you have to send me that so I can play tonight. I forgot that you asked for it. That's right. Oh, that was great. I just didn't know it was gonna play like that in the video thing. If I had I known that, what I would have did was downloaded it and dropped it in the video and just made not stretched the video out but made the video look, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, the blurry thing in the background. Yeah, just throw something random in the background of it. Just so yeah. But still, that shit was fucking. That 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 orange I'm wearing is the prisoner orange from Vengeance One and Two. That's the outfit. I like that. Yeah, I like that. That shit. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, that hopefully I get more cameos from that now. Just next movie you make, you have to have that as like a delete, not a deleted, just like a bonus thing. That right there at the end, because. Especially people that don't know you, how we do them. What the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, join Jason my knows. Patreon. It's part of the Patreon membership. Yeah. You also get. <laughs> Jason knows I'm like that, so it's just been a while since I've like displayed it. Oh yeah. You, your your stamp on your films is promoting your cameo. You want me to do your cameo? You seen I'm in this movie? You seen I produced yeah. it? <laughs> I usually get little videos like that from Peter every once in a while, busting my balls about the girls I've been with or the things I've do or being like too quiet and low energy with oh yeah yeah i'll do him talking and i'll start drooling all over myself (laughs) because he's i make fun of him that he's low energy and then he'll he'll do my cracked head version when i when i when i hit him up you did it i think you did it uh in one of the interviews we didn't put it behind the scenes for rosebud but i'm gonna do it in like the one i'm making now (laughs) oh i got an idea like that thing with the monkey yeah Yeah. <laughs> yes. the gorilla breathing. Yeah. You yeah. ask the one, you get excited about an idea, and oh, you hit me up. <laughs> 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 that's He's not even exaggerating. Like, that's really no. it. Yeah. It's funny. So I'll tell you a story. At the end of Vengeance 2, like, I, me and Jason kind of wrote Vengeance 2 in the beginning, but then he scrapped a lot of it. But some of those uh, ideas are still in the movie. But we were trying to come up with an ending, me, him, and Sean. And I must have came up with how many, Jason? 10 or 15 endings at the end. And he kept saying no. And then I'd be like, fuck you, dude. Fine. And I'd hang up and I'd come back, oh, how about this? And I'd shoot another one in and go over it. And he'd be like, he never used any of them. No, you're like, like, no, dude, I swear to God, it has to be like a two-story guillotine that's cut both their heads off. That's the only option. There's no other way. I thought about every single fucking option here. There is nothing else. That's the only way. I'm like, 
no, I don't like the guillotine idea. It's like, no, that's the only thing. And yeah. like, you know what it was, Aaron, what it was is Elias, it, the ending was different than what Jason ended up yeah, going yeah. with. Anyways, they were supposed to fight inside and be different. And I was going to have them fall on the table. And the, the gravestone that Tommy was making for them was going to be up, like hoisted up, because it makes sense in a barn with a rope, right? And when they hit the mm -hmm. table, the 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 stone was going to come down and decapitate, was it Elias or Jason? Both of them. And then when it hit, it was going to crack and land, just like the crack was in six. And it was going to say, mm -hmm. here lies Elias and Jason split with the tombstone while their heads were missing. And I was like, that's the fucking best idea ever. And he's like, fuck you, it sucks. I'm like, ah, right, whatever. And then we the did our ending with Tommy Jarvis. No, your out. ending was way. We didn't have that. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't have Tommy at that point. So I, yeah, 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 some yeah. credit. Yeah, but that's, that ending is destroys anything and ever. That you know, see that right there would make a hilarious thing for again extra things in DVDs and Blu-rays. Where you just mm -hmm. even if you guys just map, just write a skit of it of you throwing him crazy ideas. You don't use any of them. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then on the top and then to top it off, like say that the way that you show it to Peter is. Showed like at the showed just him watching the end of the movie. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Storm both man. Dude, Jason, I found the one with the mother's hand. Uh, Aaron, I'll send it to you, bro. You'll piss yourself. So at the end, I always end with some kind of weird sexual reference because I'm an idiot. So I was telling him, I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, and then the mother's hand is going to do, 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 come from behind over the top. And I go, what do you think about that? And I just and I send the message like that. Am I lying, Jason? Not at all. That's exactly <laughs> it, dude. <laughs> and then he'll laugh, which is hard to get him to laugh. So he'll laugh oh a little bit. He's like, I kind of like that idea. So. How long have you two worked together and known each other in this aspect or whatnot? Five years. Six okay. Years. How long? Yeah, yeah, about five. It was since we were making the first Vengeance. Yeah. What, what the hell got eight. you guys linked? Ooh, <laughs> well, we uh, like we were talking about last time, we were working on the Mythos uh, short, and then we didn't get the funding. We didn't have the crowd. We didn't have anything like that. And then we knew that there was this other film, Voorhees, that was being made. Um, and there was this weird kind of competition going on that you know people kept put pitting us against each other and i was like i'm not in competition with anyone but myself right i don't right. care what they're making i don't care what he's making i just want to make our movie like right. fuck everyone else i don't care um and then um but we kept seeing Voorhees, the best and better and whatever and kane hotter and you know whatever and then uh at some point we realized oh this is that big fucking peter anthony knucklehead who's <laughs> putting all this stuff out there um and so at one point, I was watching, I was going through Facebook and I saw uh, Peter post something about he's stepping away from Voorhees um, for some personal reasons or something like that. And then, um, and I could tell it like, hit him hard because he's a big fan. And and so he seemed a little down. He's like, yeah, I'm stepping away. And it means a lot. And it's like, it, because Friday 13 means so much, it means a lot that I'm stepping away too. And, and I could tell that like it hurt. So I, I just sat there with it for a while and I was like, I don't know. He's really good at the marketing thing. He's getting people hyped up. We need an audience. So I went to our director and our producers and I was like, Hey, we got this guy, Peter Anthony. And like, no. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but listen, you know, he's not on board. He's anymore, but he's really good at marketing. He's good at getting people hyped up. He's good at, you know, bringing people in. And uh, we know he's a liability. We know he's like, you know, a liability. He, he posts some questionable shit on his Facebook sometimes um all that stuff and so i was like all right let's take a vote and everyone's like yeah let's do it you know i was like okay take a vote because if this shit goes sideways i don't want it to be on me <laughs> and they're like all right so everyone said yeah let's do it did uh, anybody vote no anybody vote no i don't think so good 
Good. I don't think so. Um, Jason, but, yeah. He came up with the idea. So, say no, say no. Yeah, yeah. So we, we, we all said yes and brought Peter on. Um, and I, I messaged him. I was like, hey, man, I'm really sorry. I, I know that you're a big fan and you're on this other film and whatever. But uh, uh, I know that means a lot to you and stuff. And I said, and we're, you know, if you do want to be on a film still and still have that dream that you say you've lost, you know, we, we welcome you in um, and you can help us. And so that, you know, and he said, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yo, I have the message. I, I, I thought I deleted it, but I actually screenshotted it and saved it in my iCloud. And, and then I said, I remember saying to you, Jason, I go, well, who's the marketing team? You're like, me and you. Remember? Yeah. That's you. Yeah. You're like, me and you. I'm like, fuck it. Let's go. And that's how it started. That's all. Yeah. I love that. And then Steve Dash was supposed to be in the prisoner scene, but he his health was really bad. So when I called him to give him that part, he's like, I'm, I can't be outside in Seattle in March. It's freezing. So then Jason came up with that great idea to go there. So there was a spot open for the prisoner. They gave me the prisoner, and it just kind of went from there. Well, your your spot was going to go to Kane. I'm sorry, Kane. That's right. And oh, I had this. Ask Jason. I made this entire video for Kane, and I had like diagrams and drawings and all kinds of shit about how awesome it was going to be. But he won't do a non-SAG film. So that's what yeah. it was, yeah. And then I know Jules went and saw him too and was like trying to get Steve in there. And I finally was like, well, why don't we just, if you, if you can't come to us, we'll come to you. We'll go to Florida and uh, and film you there. Or if you're going to a convention and maybe what we'll do is just meet you at the convention, film in a hotel room or something. And and, uh, and he's like, really? You, you'd fly out here? Like it means that much to you that you'd come to me? Like, fuck yeah. You're Steve Dash. You're the, exactly. you're, you know, you're the Jason, uh, the real Jason. So anyway, we did that and- hmm. You flew out also, like with, within six months to CJ's and with one year for sure. Within you, a few months, yeah. It was yeah, like, both their places. Yeah. So I'm glad I asked. <laughs> and then when he got to CJ, CJ Marcoed me and he's like, What's up with this uh, Mr. T starter kit? These tattoos on Brooks's arm over here, remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's messing with you. Yeah. He likes yeah. to he always likes to mess with me and talk about how his arms are bigger than mine, and I'll tell him how I'm, you know, an inch or two taller than him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Dude, yeah, Ruby a, posted a, a video of him from a year or two ago doing four oh five for like three. And he's like wow. what, sixty-six years old, sixty-five yeah. years old. Yeah, he's, he's a big man. Yeah, dude. When we were shoving each other against the wall in that in that church, uh, at the end, when I'm slamming him against the wall and he's yelling at me, um, after after we yelled "cut," everyone come running inside the church saying, "Oh my god, we, dude, the whole." The whole church is like shaking when you're slamming PJ <laughs> against the wall. Jeez. Like it felt like it was gonna come knocking over. We're gonna come through that wall or something. It was like it's like two bears wrestling inside there. <laughs> it's five hundred pounds. Put them together. Yeah. yeah. No. And wow, CJ that's... was hurt. CJ, he, I mean, I remember him telling you, Jason, he's like, I can do anything, but I just can't bend over. He his, yeah, knee, his knee was knee. so bad he ended up getting his knee replaced. Like weeks after. Yeah. Wow. So awesome. he didn't want to miss it. So cool. So cool. Yeah. It really is. When's the it next really time you guys working on something? Together, yeah. Right now, we're working on a lot of shit. I'm going to be in Seattle in 12 days with Jason. All right, cool. listen, guys. Across the country. I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you guys a favor on the live. And, you know, this could be a beneficial thing for all of us. When you guys are doing your new horror stuff, can you just come on here and come on for an interview? Let the world yeah, come. man. Yeah, I love bro. doing this. And actually... I was talking about this earlier on the live. My Thursday shows, like after this whole Friday the Thirteenth thing, and the next thing I got going on, are going to be dedicated to like indie slash fan films. So as long as I have enough con conversation and stuff to review and talk about, 
that's what my Thursday show is going to be. And then my Tuesday show is going to be just how I do regular re- movie reviews and all that stuff. So yeah. I want you guys to be a part of that rotation. And if you can't tell, <laughs> we're kind of fans. <laughs> <laughs> and we've always got something to say, you know, whatever it is. We talk about shit all day long. We don't shut up. Yeah. And that's and that's another thing I love, man. And this goes out. This is no disrespect, but listen, when you come, when you guys go on to podcast and you're promoting your films and you're promoting your content, promote it, talk about it, be proud of it. You don't. It should be to the point where you're damn there taking over the episode and talking through the whole episode, so people know where the fuck to find you, what your face looks like, what your stuff looks like. That's why I ask you, independent creators, to come on here so you can be heard and seen. I want that for you more than anything in this world. I appreciate it. So that's yeah. that's why I say that. And that's why I love when you guys come on here, you guys talk. And I love when you guys do the banter and the fun stuff because then it's like, oh, like, these guys are fun people. And then people yeah. won't be scared to reach out to you to ask you guys questions about, hey, like, where can I buy Vengeance 1 and 2? Which that is a real question. Where can I buy Vengeance 1 and 2? <laughs> uh, the Indiegogo, Indiegogo campaign is still up in demand right now. So just search for Vengeance 2 Bloodlines and you'll Perfect. see it. Nice. Perfect. Uh, real quick, Jason, see the picture of. Aaron, right there next to the water, the big one. Yeah, yeah. So that is the camp, and that's right. the boathouse. And where right. he is, if you go about five feet to his left, is the tree branch where the mother pulled it down and looked at the counselors when they were swimming, mm-hmm. right oh, where he nice. is there. Yeah, yeah, that's how many times I've been there. I recognize the rocks and everything. That's awesome. And yeah. not too far over from the right is the boat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right around the bend. And right off his left shoulder, if you go 45 to the corner of the picture, that's where Ari Lyman came out of the water. And when you went there, when Ari was there, he was in the water with no shirt right where it was, the number six boat. Oh, nice. You know? Yeah, so awesome, dude. Yep. Oh, Ari's fun. Now, Ari's now fun by any chance, might you guys happen to be, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street fans? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Would, you, would you guys want to do something? Again, Jason kind of did. Jason kind of did. A couple of us would like to see this. Uh, have you seen Nightmare on Elm Street up all night? I have no. Not. I'm going to go. watch that one. That was, that was, we made that one. But I'm it's telling a, you right now, we are going to review it because I am putting yeah. together a fan film, a fan film wheel for Thursday nights. Again, once all this stuff is over with, and it's funny you mentioned Night- Nightmare on Elm Street, Worst Damn, and Jason, because that was one that was like one of the ones I was looking up on YouTube, and I was like, oh, there's quite a few of these that I got to throw on the wheel. And YouTube, it's perfect on YouTube because then it makes it easy for everybody to watch it that wants to review it or just watch and be in the comments, all that fun stuff. So, yeah, that one. So the people who made Vengeance one. Um, they're the ones who made Nightmare on Elm Street up all night. And then Matt Shaw, he's this very famous writer from the UK who's got this sick, fucked up, twisted mind who does really weird, nasty shit and books like in his books. Yeah. yeah um, people love him. Um, but he wrote that one. And so, and then Jerry Brown, who directed Vengeance One, directed this one. Um, and I, I play Freddy in a couple scenes, like for the special effects and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I make. In appearance is Louie in the beginning. Louie. In the in a bar. And then also I make a, a little appearance at the end. Um, there's two versions out there. There's the original and then there's the director's cut. Um, mm. The director's cut, after it was out, the director, he wanted to remove a bunch of scenes. So uh, that one's a little bit shorter, more concise. But if you, I think the more fun one is the uh, the original. I didn't even that's know he made a director's cut. Yeah. That's the one we so, want to see. That's you know all the appearances that happen. No, you you want to see the non-director's cut. That one's yeah. the longer, better one. Believe it or not. Whatever, whatever one's the right one. Whatever yeah, one's the right one. I'll send it to you. I'll watch them both. Fuck it, yeah. And I'm supposed to be in the film. I think I backed it like $3. But I, but I couldn't be in it. But So they took a picture of me, and right outside the women's bathroom, it says, beware. 
<laughs> this guy's a sexual offender. I'm just sitting there all stupid in a picture. You'll see it. Mick Strawn is a production designer, um, an artistic director for Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and 4 and Blade and Leatherface, Boogie, like, like the original uh, Fantastic Four, all that, Mortal Kombat. Um, and he, he, being working on Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and 4, he came and helped us do this one. And so he's our production designer there, and he helped us create some of his dream sequence things. Um, that's where I learned a lot of my effects um, and set design, um, production design stuff was from him. So he's kind of my mentor. And uh, but he had me do all the, the special effects on that one. So well, we're gonna have to watch that one, and we're gonna it's, have to get a little conversation going, Jason. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. short though. What, well, we what is it, Jason? Thirty minutes? That's twenty to thirty minutes. That's, yeah, that's, that's fine. That works. That's fine. That's fine. It's Good acting in it though. Good acting. Yeah. Yeah. A great conversation. Out of it. I, I I think it's safe to say you guys are um, a trusted pair for a lot of the sacred things that we. we I wouldn't we say trust. I don't know. You've earned mine. You've earned mine. No, yeah, no, I appreciate that. I'm just, I'm just playing with you. <clears throat> Thank I you. I will say this though, too, guys. Horror and non-horror. Let us know what you guys have out there that we can get to, that we can watch. Send it to us because we have a non-horror show called mm -hmm. Popcorn and Pints where we review non-horror movies. Mm -hmm. And we do want to do indie stuff on there. Horror is just, well, you guys know horror is my baby. That's, this is, you know, this is sturdy. So, yep. but I mean, we want to show love across the whole indie community. It doesn't have, it's not going to be just horror. Like over, you know, over on Popcorn and Pints, yep. any other genre. And I, and I got mine called the Midnight Matinee, so that's we're always looking to expand as far as the scope of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, J Jason, your your robot movie is going to fall into that. Oh yeah, we got the robot Metal Kingdom. That one's a fun yeah. one. Him three, him three geeks podcast. So even if you mm -hmm. did nine horror, you got one, two, you got three shows okay. with nine horror awesome. with, just with us between us three. And then with horror, I mean, you still have three shows between us three, I believe. Actually, yeah, I don't. No, I do anything. So yeah, so yeah. again, beautiful. Hit us up. Thank we you. love doing this. We love connecting. We love just. I mean, we do podcasts, so we need to we need to create content somehow. So you're helping us in a big way too. I'm not oh, gonna yeah. lie. seriously though. It's just <clears throat> the indie community. I feel like we need to stick together because I agree. Shit, push Man, each I, other and all that other stuff. Before you guys had logged off the other day, I was literally in the middle of saying that I think the tides are finally turning and it's it's going to be your guys' time and our time because of the direction everything has been going and is continuing to go. So there, it's only a matter of time. This this writer's strike right now shows even more evident to that, right? Everything's changing. The whole landscape is changing. A creator is going to be what's kind of the next thing. You know what I mean? It's it's not going to be just about the actors and actresses that are that are the big names that are getting all the notoriety. We're, we're going to be looking at the people behind the camera a lot more now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. It, it, yeah, yeah. Jason's got his little dog, Chappy, right there. That was in Vengeance, oh, yeah. too. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> Great acting. Yeah, he grunts a lot like a pig, so all his noises I like are... it. I like it. Oh, he, he decided to bring his own noise, too? Look at that. That's that's dedication yeah. right there. <laughs> hey, uh, buddy, burritos. He's <laughs> a husky little boy. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, got him fixed, and he just decided to sit on his ass all day and gain weight. Hey, Jason, what does he eat? Avocados and pickles? What was it? Yeah. Wow. It was a uh, no. What'd you say? It was. I uh, forgot what I said. 
pickles. Oh, and oh, 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 kale or kale, kale. pickles, granola or something. I don't he know. said he got it from the Spanish family, and I said, oh, he's gonna go from like beans and rice to eating fucking kale and something now, whatever the hell. <laughs> don't and, uh, we were laughing. <laughs> I wish my diet was that good. Uh, <laughs> kale and hey, Jason, nail me. Twenty fifth. Are you guys shooting two fifty nine on the twenty fifth? Yes. Yes. You need fucking need to put tattoos on me at some point on the 25th. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll make it work. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Aaron, I'm going to right. this Cuban dude. He's got tattoos up his neck, on his hands, on his arms. I got blue eyes, got the beard, got the grills going for this part, and I need them to put the tattoos on me. Are you still going to try to be left-handed? Did I say that? I yeah. did say that. <laughs> yeah. Like, Fuck this, this yeah, bro. Oh no! Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, dude. I want to be different. You're right. Left-handed. Peter, yeah. Peter's coming in like, oh, I'm gonna get contacts. I'm gonna get tattoos. I'm gonna yeah, get all this. I forgot what left-handed. Gonna, I'm gonna be fucking left-handed, so I'm a different character. And I'm like, no one's gonna know you're left-handed. Or why that? Like, just gonna be a bad guy. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna know. <laughs> it's just gonna be a I'm bad shot. <laughs> I'll tell motherfuckers know. in interviews. Hey, notice me left-handed there? I'd be like Kaiser yeah. Soze at the end when he's walking. Remember? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. Nice player, oh, man. <laughs> Jesus. Just to add you twist to it. Just so, add so sorry, guys. I was like, really, of all the things, like, you got a lot of brilliant ideas, but then I'm going to be left-handed for no reason other than I don't this even character in my that. head is left-handed. I was probably stoned or something. I don't even remember. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yo, when, you, when you're high, do you come up with some crazy ideas? Uh, thanks, what, what was that? Oh, when you I said when you're high and you come up with them crazy ass ideas that you think are amazing and you either forget them or your one friend reminds you you're like yo what the hell was I talking about what was I oh. thinking so, something yeah. tells me Jason's kind of learned to kind of let it ride and kind of let it go and hope that when time passes it just gets forgotten about <laughs> oh he like ninety percent of the shit I say he does that yeah yeah for All real right, okay we'll see what he says next time and if it's saying do you remember that time I was telling you I got to yeah. record on Marco Polo I delete I do record it. the world I delete yeah. every text message I delete every message ever except I don't have except these fucked up videos where I like I'm taunting you busting your balls yeah. I got all those. <laughs> yeah, and I, I like I misremember things. Like, all right, so tell me if I'm wrong on this. Didn't I come up with the term bloodlines? No. See, I fucking think in my. I was just thinking before. I'm like, I could have sworn I said bloodlines because it's Jarvis and it's Voorhees bloodlines. That's the name. But I knew if I brought it up to him, he said no, that wasn't you. No, I had that name for forever. <laughs> I knew that's what it was gonna be. No, you didn't come up with Rose. Well, guys, we got to re-question him all over no again. We How'd you come up with Rose? I said the new blood is Rose. No, I, that was my thing. Remember how you were talking about because you were, um, you had something else, and I was like, but dude, it's like Rose and new blood. Tell Rose blood, you're like. Phew. Go I don't Marco Polo, remember but that, there. dude. <laughs> I'll have to go I don't back know, dude. He smokes a lot of that green. I'm more on the uppers. I don't know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cho- hey. You guys remember Choppy in the movie? Hey, man. Yeah. Can you remove dude, that? Dude, if, you, if you're going to huh? let yourself think that fast, you got to at least remember which ones you land on. <laughs> uh, we, we, we always forget. I don't forget. We, we talk That's so much. That's why we think it's so slow. Nope. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we we know that one was ideas. ours. Yeah. Yeah. We go back and forth with ideas so much. Like we'll have a seed, and I'll go say something. And Peter will enhance that, which will make me think of something, and I say, you know, this, yeah. which enhances I mean, that, and then go back and forth. So we're really a good team. Yeah. Forget who started it. Us, you know, you guys are open to ideas. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with yeah. that at all. Would you guys be open to doing a paranormal type of film? No. 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely, hundred percent. I would love to see that. I would love to see. I, that. I'm not a paranormal guy. I mean, I like watching, but I don't. I don't know if I'd ever make one. More slasher. I, I would. I, I just don't believe in it so much. So even though I love conjuring, I love all that. So I don't know. No, I would do it because I'd want to do something different, you know, and try to see if I can make something fun or, you know, I don't know, see if I can do something different that's been done. Yeah, and we're trying to add some of that to uh, Two Fifty Nine. We're trying to come up with some ideas for that too. So nice, more like, of a demon for, possession movie, but for some reason the movie Interstellar popped in my head. But if you twist that into a horror movie, where in the in those in between dimensions, there's so many things that are like coming at him that you're not used to encountering in our realm or whatnot. You know what I mean? Like that just seems like to me a good play on things. Cause you can play with still having light in some spots, having super dark, getting creative with the creatures. Go ahead, write it down. It's cool. Go. Let it run. You got, you got the capable <laughs> ones. I, ju- I just got a camera. Like, <laughs> yeah. go, go, I can see go, how you go. do it. So like when they were in that uh, fifth dimension, like pushing the books and shit, you could like be part of another mm-hmm. murder that you're a weapon or something. I get what you're saying. Yeah. We do. Yeah. We have a over 259. Um, there is that spot. Cause you know, 259, three o'clock being the witching hour. The idea behind it is that there is a, mm. you know, a, a space and time for, for demons to travel. And then when it gets passed between, people through touch and everything so there is this what we call infinite darkness space that they traverse in and uh have some experiences in um i'm watching that that is a lot like what you're talking about so i'm watching that (laughs) let me know i'm watching that (laughs) watching it we're gonna review it on here and probably other shows yeah (laughs) absolutely i I can't wait i can't wait to see more of your guys work because you guys do some dope stuff you guys do some really dope stuff and i can tell you guys have a passion for it I can tell you guys really. Have, I mean, because you're doing it for one, like you're doing it. Oh yeah, doing. They got like 15 projects they're doing right now. Wow. Yeah, That's a lot. Wow. we have a lot. Mm-hmm. That is we a got lot. like seven bodies in the other room right now that we're building. Yep. Yeah. That's All right. So before we start to, I gotta ask this question then. So for anybody who could be like us at this moment in time, where we're feeling that vibration, we're feeling that inspiration, and we feel like we gotta get moving, what would be your i guess maybe like first three steps to point people in the right direction to actually get their foot into this world and into this door you can go first Jason. all right i'd say find local filmmakers get on facebook get on whatever and start networking you know and get on a set and and lug some coffee around do anything just offer to help to be a pa uh you know and work your butt off and then um just be there be present and be available be a good person don't you know, don't be a dick. Don't be better than anyone. Don't have an ego. Uh, you know, there's room for everyone. Mm-hmm. And so I think that getting out there um, and and making friends and connections, someone's going to want to hear your idea. And someone's going to want to make that. Someone is a really good filmmaker. They got a camera. They got lights. They got all the equipment. They got a team. They can't write for shit, you know, and they're waiting for that, that person with that direction and that vision. Some people out there can write, but they don't have that person with the fucking camera. So they need someone, you know, to help them. And then the cameraman needs, doesn't know lighting. So it's just, you got to find those people who work together, um, get to be a part of that and get in that network. And, Mm -hmm. um, and then you can start evolving from there. And I I think that's just the biggest thing is be a good person and network. (laughs) 
Now, now we know that money rules the world and it's important to any facet of anything you want to try to do. That can always be a limiting factor, but we always got to start out with either nothing or bare minimum as much as we have, or we can resource from friends, family, or renting, whatever you can figure out to make it work to get your shit done. But what do you say then to somebody who's like always saying that to themselves and repeating that, oh, I can't do it because I need money. I can't do it because I need this. I can't do it because I need that. You, I'd say change your mindset and say, I can do it when I get this, you know, if you keep saying, I can't, I can't, I can't, you're mm-hmm. just telling yourself you can't, right? So manifest that shit and make it happen and then find it. And then if you have an idea, get out in your backyard with your iPhone and go make your video and just keep practicing and doing it until you, you get it. Um, and I, I mean, if we said we can't, we can't get CJ for Elias, I guess we won't try. We can't get Steve dash because he's in Florida. I guess we won't try. Um, if, I mean, if I listened to the director the first time when I said, hey, I'm interested in auditioning for, for Jason for this role, and he told me, oh, no, we're only hiring local. Okay, I guess I can't. I went back and I gave him a video anyway, and I said, well, here's what I am. Here's what I can do. Here's my size. Here's my movements. And, and I got the role. And if you keep telling yourself you can't, you can't. <clears throat> so, and there's going to be plenty of people who tell you in your life, your friends, your family, you know, haters, they're going to tell you you can't. Fuck them. You know, yeah, show them you can and then let them, you know, show them why they need to believe in you. So I, I'm the same as him. Um, I, I do it kind of backwards. I, Jason, I'll say I'm like a reverse engineer guy. I'll just say I'm going to uh, for me. It's uh, so what's my strength? Passion. Right. So I write the script and then just or get part of the script or the idea. And then I just sell it to everybody else who's better than me. So Jason and Sean and Cody and and so on and so forth. But I mean, so worse damn. I, I'm I'm a, a Jason fan of nowhere. I'm part of Voorhees. I leave Voorhees. Jason hits me up a mad monster. Hey, and, and this is kudos to Jason. They tried to make it. They couldn't do it. Jason found somebody he thought could make the money. So he went and got him, right? So in this case, it's me. So then with me, I'm just a prisoner on vengeance, right? I'm like a nobody. I'm not part of their script or whatever. And then I'm, and everyone's like, you're not a writer. You're not a director. You're not anything. And that's what everybody said. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. And then I did it, showed it to Jason. He liked it went to this guy, this person, went to Laura, went to Terry. It literally started out of like an idea sitting here in this chair. But mm-hmm. you have to have the vision and the passion. Do something every day towards it. Write something one day. Go after somebody else. And the other thing, too, is you could ask. Like We have like Brent and people on the stage. When you have this passion and vision, you'll get people to do it for free. Mm-hmm. You'll get a lot of people to do stuff for free or for a low price just to help you out. I mean, we wouldn't be here if people didn't do that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Sean, like on... Sean, Sean's. I mean, we can't ever repay Sean. It's impossible. He's yeah. our producer. Yeah, that's all awesome, and that's one of the things. Like even with my young nephew, it always drives me crazy when somebody says they can't do something because I, I had to learn the hard way all the time. Every time I was, I can't do this. I can't do this. If I just fucking kept doing it long enough, I would get so good that the people that it made it look easy would be like, how the fuck are you this good at this point? You know what I mean? So it's just like, it's not, it's never a notion of you can't, it's just that you haven't tried it enough times. You haven't failed enough or got it right enough to know the difference between good and bad so that you can make your judgment calls and do it and get your job done and complete it. You're always going to be limited by something at some point, but you can always find a workaround. That doesn't mean you can't do it. You can figure it out one way or another and get the same thing. Go look up a thing called the 100-hour rule. It's something mm-hmm. I looked at. So mm-hmm. if you spend 100 hours a year, 16 minutes a day, yep. towards your goal, that's more than 95% of other people yep. do. So Crazy that's what I'm think, saying. Right? So write, write one day, 
Uh, go look at uh, FX one day. Go talk to some of you about this one day. If you constantly do that, it'll start to come together. And all people, those little holes, you're like, how could I do that? Yep. You start talking to people. Like, you call me, call Jason. How did you do this? How would you do that? And people just help you, and you'll figure it out. People don't realize how quickly some of those small incremental times compound and lead you towards your yep. 10,000 hour of mastery. You know what I mean? Yeah. Your mind so distracted opens. by Yeah, they're so distracted by just yeah. – the roadblock they hit or okay so shift a little bit take a break go try something different change your scenery for a second go for a walk come back reset try it again with another lens you know what i mean yeah me and jason must have no joke had a thousand ideas that we haven't used Mm -hmm. so you can look at it like 98 percent of the time we're failing but it led to the ones that worked yeah exactly yeah exactly i love it thank you guys yeah hell yeah greatly greatly appreciate it both of these films both of you guys coming on, all three of you, sorry, all three of you coming on for this episode and for the first episode. We'd love to have you guys on again, and I'm serious when I say when you guys get your movies out, when you guys need promo and all that stuff, hit us up because we we love <coughs> stuff. Like it's Another reason why I started doing these podcasts wasn't only just to review movies, but to connect with other horror fans. And then when I learned about indie films, I'm like I definitely want to connect with the indie scene and help any way I can, even if it's not always financially. I can't, I can't always get it. <laughs> I can't always get it. I do try my best, but just having you guys come on, it, it means the world to me. And then, you know, it helps somewhat. I hope for you guys to get some movies out there. Some, even if it's just two more people out there, it helps yeah. in a way and it goes in the conversation word spreads and it's, yeah. So definitely hit us up, hit us up first. Shit. Cause when I say I'll have you guys on, Peter knows I'll have you guys on. There's no bullshit about it. It's, hey, look, yo, can you come on this day? Let's go. Yeah. So for anybody else out there in the independent world or whatnot, in the fan filmmaking, if you're a creator or whatnot, would you guys recommend us as a safe place, as a place to come and be embraced and display your creativity and your craft? Yeah, man. Look at you. You're a super fan. You're super excited. Great. You were jumping up, giving a standing Hell ovation. Yeah. You're you're smiling ear to ear. You, hey, you're man. super energy, high energy. You're my kind of guy, bro. Real yeah. recognize is real, homie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's definitely a Latin connection right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Make you some rice and beans, son. Hell yeah, I just had some gondolas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so right my uncle boy on the yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, but it's, it's a great time. I appreciate you guys for sure. I, I'm, yeah. so, I'm so happy that, you know, Sturdy allows me in on stuff like this because these are opportunities that I never take for granted. And I make sure, and I'm not just mental noting, as soon as I'm done, the notepad is right here next to me and I'm, making sure I get these down because tomorrow's the next a new day and I can always refer back to the shit that I can't get done right now. I can apply it tomorrow. So mm-hmm. and, and ask us anything you have a question on ask us because I mean yeah. that. You, yeah because you're just gonna get better like me asking mm-hmm. Jason effects or uh, when you're not good at something just ask somebody you think is better at it. Yeah it. absolutely yeah I, I do want to ask you guys really quick I try to ask everyone what was your favorite kill in vengeance too do I get to answer that too yeah are you they go first Ah, I love the campfire kill. I love that. Which one? And when the you're laying the cop over the fire, the campfire. That was like I was like, oh shit! And I love the one that was kind. It was on screen but off screen because you seen the blood splatter on your mask. Mm. The axe throat kill. Oh yeah, yeah. The blood splatter on the mask and the blood dripping, and then the lighting of that was just fucking perfect. I was like, first kill, Wyatt. Oh my god! I don't think I've ever seen a better shot with the lighting and everything in one scene with the blood drip. That was fucking perfect. I don't. Kudos to whoever. Did, kudos to everybody because everybody had a part of that. Kudos to everybody who worked on that because that was fucking phenomenal. 
it's crazy as I'm over here like thinking about it. I'm blinking literally from the traffic jam and the the uh, the rock stars on the bus and all that. Yeah. I'm blinking and I'm seeing different kills and they're coming to me. But still, one of the ones that sticks out the most to me is with the fucking scythe swiping her in half mm. after he hangs oh, her up yeah. a little bit, and then you got the way you guys Darcy. stood on the body sitting on the floor a little bit, and you hear her the the, the gurgle a bit like that helps that stick in my mind but there's so many quick instances as i'm blinking i see the neck snap i see the stab through i see him going after the girls in the car then i see him walking stop off. stop listening to stop goddamn listening i can't <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> I, all right mine well i got two one is, secondly is uh danny because we did a thing called the golden ticket where yeah. we bought a vengeance one blu-ray I went online and found the old golden ticket from uh, Willy Wonka, and we changed it to say, like, Vengeance or whatever. So you, whoever opened that one won a spot in Vengeance 2 that right. Jason gave away, and Sean right. paid for them to fly out. Dude. So seeing her die, and she's such a great person, you could ask these guys. I met her at a convention once. That was great. But number one is right before that or right after that, the dude with the with the chainsaw, and he goes mm-hmm. to put his head down. He gets his hand in the way, and he takes his fingers off, and then he face. takes his face off, and he pulls it back. It's kind of reminiscent to the liquid yeah. nitrogen. That to me, that that was a great shot. I, see, and I was you say that, and I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre because his face gets cut off. Yeah, that too. But and the I'm way like, Jason grabbed him, you know, kind of like Kane oh, yeah, grabbed yeah, the girl. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. You got Jason X and that. There was yeah. So and Jason, again, you never you never knew that Jason, right? What? I never told you that was my favorite. No, you never told me that was your favorite. Yeah, it seemed like it, he. Su- I always liked people suffering, and he was suffering for sure. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that whole sequence. That's where, for me, the boathouse on the movie just like goes and um or even the roadblock but uh from the boathouse but when it gets to i i wait for that cabin scene when jason Mm -hmm. breaks that door down stabs and pulls that implant out of the girl's boob and then stabs with the arrow into the door and then smashing the face in the glass table the chainsaw like one after another after another with that music that's just my favorite one of my favorite scenes and the the way the camera's moving is excellent too in that shot because you figure you're confined you'd have these stiff shots but you don't it's just oh man I do have one more question. One more question for you guys, and it's: How do your family and friends like? Do are they fans of these films? Like, honestly, fans of these films? How do they take them? And if if they are horror fans, and if they're not horror fans, do they still watch them? So my mom, um, I mean, all the friends, you know, friends and family, everyone's watching it and supporting and liking. Uh, My mom was the one who called me up once uh, when we're making the first Vengeance, and she's like. So I just watched the very first Friday the 13th because we hadn't finished filming yet. And she's like, um, I'm just wondering why you'd want to do this. It's just a bunch of sex and murder. I'm like, right. You know, this is just hot. And so I was trying to explain, you know, the whole idea about horror movies. And uh, and then I had her out on set for a few days and she came out and she watched and she watched like, on the first vengeance. And with the pickaxe, when I slammed the girl down and I'm smashing her head over and over again, blood spraying up everywhere. Um, you know, we, I smashed a watermelon with the pickaxe. And so we filled the watermelon with some blood and hair and everything. I'm scooping the hair out and just trying to make it look all gnarly. Um, and then I got done with that scene. My mom was like, that was so cool. I didn't realize it was a watermelon. Like it, now she looks at movies differently and she's mm-hmm. like, how did they do that? And how did they, and she has a different appreciation for it. Yep. And it still says like, you know, I probably shouldn't have eaten before watching vengeance too, but <laughs> it was still really good, you know, and, and you did a great job. But it's awesome. yeah, she's she's supporting it 100. percent That's awesome. Uh, so my mom got me into horror. So when I was young, me and my mom she used to make me watch all these crazy, a lot of like who did it stuff. Like we used yeah. to watch um, 
murder she wrote. And my mom was so good at figuring out the end five minutes in. She's like, so-and-so did it with This Is Why. And I'm like, what? How do you know that? And I kind of got that from her as I got older. Um, so she always got me into scary movies. I would go see scary movies with her. But she wasn't like a crazy horror person like we were. But then, like Jason could tell you, when we had the premiere, man, they were so proud of me. It was such a great feeling. So uh, it, you'll see it in the behind the scenes, too. Like, they were just so happy that I did something that I loved growing up as. So they <laughs> they worked, like, 90 hours a week, two jobs their whole lives. So they never really had the time that we have now. So, But to see them proud of me doing what I did was was great. So they're, like, behind me. When, my dad is now a producer on um, Laugh, my new film. So I just signed Very a contract nice. with him. Yeah. That's nice. nice. Yeah. I said, Dad, I'm going to make you a, a, a Thomas William Dorsey logo, and you're going to be a producer. He's like, oh, that's great. Where do I sign? I'm like, oh, right here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Dad. Give me the money. Give me the money. <laughs> Dude, we, were, we, were hanging out. we were signing stuff at the Connecticut Horror Con, and Peter's oh, dad yeah. was there. And the dude is, like, so full of life. He's, like, oh, yeah. hilarious, walking around. He's, like, picking up chicks and costume people. And <laughs> yeah. All these people yeah. are taking pictures with him because they think he's someone famous because of his yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. We were so like, dude, we, we need to some... get it from. That's yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. My energy awesome. from him. Yeah, we were like, oh, we need some page protectors. Remember, Jason, we need this. Thing. Oh, yeah, aisle three, Joey. My dad just got there an hour before. Yeah, Joey's yeah. got him down there at aisle three, whatever. Dude. He's taking. He's making our photographer follow him while he goes around the con <laughs> and take pictures of people in outfits. He's he's just he's just a, like a real lovable, high-energy guy. I, I, I love how you say he just he, he just took <clears throat> Look, I, he I took know my, over. He just took I know over. My son hired you and he's paid you, but you're coming with me. He's yeah, right. Me. He took Caban around and took pictures everywhere. Yeah, I got back and Caban had like 50 photos from my dad. Yeah, the in his back pocket just in case you said something. Like, yeah. okay, don't let yeah. me get it. Yeah. yeah. And, and he, like he's, it. he's 79. He has, right, Jason, he has more energy than most guys that are 40 years old. More energy than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 here with my tail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I make fun because Jason, I'm like, bro, we got this thing. We, we landed Lar. We landed Terry. We landed everyone. Sean's building a house. Everything's fucking great. That's fucking awesome, bro. So oh, that's how awesome. like he'll be. Just low energy. <laughs> Shooting these sequences have such oh. physical toll. Oh, man. Um, Moose Tracks ice cream and. <laughs> <laughs> no, as I, I went to the gym for like 15, 17 years for a while and I was trying to get all big and everything and and uh, I just, a lot of weightlifting but then once I started making these films it started slowing down and I just didn't have time and I haven't been in the gym in like three years. It's mm. V1, you had that home kit you were messing with a little bit, right? No, I got the home kit now. I bought it for, for yeah. Rosebud and I or, started you know, getting, trying to get back in shape for Rosebud because, you know, playing cane. So I was working on that a little bit, but I never got back to the right size because then someone had me building some props for Roseblood and, and doing some plus, stuff. Plus, we're, we're old. We don't get as big as we used to get. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I get fat, but that's about it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's it. It just really got lucky that I worked 17 years before that and kind of built my way up a little bit. So. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> nice. Listen, awesome. people, if you haven't seen this movie yet. Mm-hmm. It's right on YouTube. There's no excuses. There's no excuse. Vengeance to sign in. <clears throat> Got to prove you're 18 though, because go right in. Violence and nudity. Yep, yep. But seriously, go check that out. All their links are in the description. Make sure you check that out. Check out Worst Damn Gamer. Check out Three Geeks. Check out Horror Research Thirty. Check out more indie stuff, guys. Check out a lot more indie stuff, especially now with the times, the way that shit's going on, the way it's going on. Show some more love to indie. But we're gonna get on out of here. Because remember, oh, the next indie great might just be you. Yeah. Yeah. Go give it a shot. 
Yeah. Give it a shot, people. Peace. I'll see you Thanks so much, guys. Good night, guys. Peace. Appreciate you. Thank you.